All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 14 of the Kill Your Internet podcast. Uh, with you, as always, today is me, Colin, as well as our big homie, Mr. Ken Bianco. Ken, how are we doing today? Doing good. Just surviving the quarantine. Quarantine has been a real bitch, to be completely honest. I think we've all had about enough of it, but at this point, we, we're going to get into this later in the podcast, but as le- at least we're not Los Angeles. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, things could be a lot worse, so. <laughs> yeah, there, there's there's worse situations here. Um, well, today, obviously, we've been teasing a lot online. This is a big deal. We got Barstool in the building today. We got our man White Sox Dave from Redline Radio, Barstool Sports, as giant stoolies. Ken, this this is a watermark, watermark moment for us. Yeah, you know, it was um, pretty crazy we got this, but, um, you know. I can't. I have no words. Yeah, Ken, Ken is speechless over here. Ken's really. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so yeah, obviously Barstool in the building. White Sox Dave coming up later in the episode. We have a lot to cover today. Um, frankly, we've been on a bit of a tear creatively. Uh, we've been super lucky that during quarantine we've just hit a hot streak, and we are planning big things. We're about to announce the release schedule for the parts of the record. We'll get into that later as well. But Kill Your Internet is well on its way. Um, dude, I don't know. I'm just I'm just excited. It, it's it's good to feel excited like in quarantine. Like a lot of people don't have this luxury of feeling excited, but fuck it. Yeah, we really haven't stopped. Just keep going. Yeah. This is fun too cuz right now we're in the middle of moving so much shit around and we're in the process of sharing one microphone right now. So me and Ken are getting real close. <laughs> It's just awkward because every time I lean in, you move back. It's um, it's a very awkward way to have a conversation. I'm not gonna lean in. I'm not gonna lean away anymore. I'm just gonna <laughs> stay like this, um, dude. But thank yo. Shouts out to technology because without either Zoom or Skype or any of that shit, the only piece of technology I am not down for, and I wanted to bring this up. I saw two more bands, like full fledged bands that I respect and like, who have caved and got TikToks. Yeah, I got nothing against TikTok for, you know, people that just want to do it. I guess I've heard good things. It kills time. But Dude, it's just killer t- for me to watch bands that I like doing corny TikTok dances. Like, I, j- I just couldn't imagine, like, us as our band being like, hey, uh, I need to get Erica, Ken, and Will, and Eric to do a synchronized dance to... A p- I- it just wouldn't make any sense to me. We're, we're busy working on music, yeah. so... <laughs> I don't think we got time for that. No, and and this is another thing that uh, it made me like. This whole time has given me time to re- reflect on certain things. In the music industry, we generally do not fit in. We do not have a niche. We're not a this band or that band. We are just ourselves. We are six idiots who love to make music, and I don't think we're willing to sell our souls for anything. And it's no nothing against TikTok or anything like that, but it's just not me. I'm staying firm. And the funny thing is I saw one of these artists who had fervently been like, I'm not getting a TikTok. I'm not getting a TikTok. And you know their label was like, you guys need a TikTok. You're missing a huge market here. Nah. Nah. And I think that's why I'm excited to talk to Barstool today. Because who else, honestly, what other band do you know that could bring together Barstool, NPR, iHeartRadio, bands, rappers, everybody in the same space and be able to have a conversation? I guess the answer is us. Is that what it is? Us. So if you're new to the Kill Your Internet podcast, that's what you're in for. Uh, you know what? Let's speed things along. Let's get into the wildest shit we've seen on the internet. Uh, Ken, we've gone over this, but the Stone Cold thing. Stone Cold owned a noob on Twitter today. I mean, 
it shows the power Stone Cold has when you can just give two words and like it's just shut up and he roasted this guy. So what basically happened was Stone Cold Steve Austin put something up of him wearing a uh, University of Alabama football mask, uh, just doing his part as a citizen to you know not spread the coronavirus. And somebody commented and said, "Steve, this goes against your character. Uh, you're acting like a communist." Take your mask off. Don't believe the lies the media is telling you. And Stone Cold commented a simple, dude, shut up. It's magic. I mean, if you get told to shut up by Stone Cold, I think you lose your talking point. Yeah, what are you going to do? Unless you're the Undertaker, what the fuck are you going to do? <laughs> so Stone Cold owning noobs is definitely number one for me. Uh, dude, this was hot news in the streets for people of our age. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 are coming to 4K, coming out full PS4. I don't even have a gaming system, but I'm fucking getting one. I kind of I wish they would just release it now because this is the time of quarantine. People could use Tony Hawk. Bro, I would be on my I would be on my couch, in a in like a tank top, and a Monster Energy drink hat, uh, with a with a chain wallet, and I would be blaring out to some some like Black Flag and and Goldfinger just destroying levels in Tony Hawk. It's great too because also it goes well because I've been watching them. Goldfinger actually has been. Doing these live, it's been awesome. They're just so good. So shouts out to them. Shouts out to John Feldman. I'm only saying that because I want to work with him. I just want to be in the room with John Feldman. He seems like the nicest guy ever. Uh, so besides Tony Hawk, uh, the other thing we brought up, oh, well, of course we had uh, R.I.P. to the goat, uh, Mr. Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's dad, uh, aka George Costanza's dad, aka Doug Heffernan's stepdad, or not st- dad-in-law, father-in-law, uh, Arthur Spooner, all-time goat character on on any series. Um, but yeah, other than that, the, the, obviously, I didn't want to get into any more like fucking you know political news or coronavirus news. I just thought I'd stick to the good stuff this week, uh, except for Jerry Jerry Stiller. Um, yeah, the the internet's been on fucking fire. What can I say? Um, other than that. It's something that was brought up on part of my take this week, but are you fucking sick and tired of seeing sports teams' Twitters posting, like, when you see this logo, who's the first player you think of? It's so funny to me to watch all these businesses who try and tweet, like, like they're, like, legitimate businesses that try and tweet things to get likes. Like, the it'll be a... Hank said it on PMT. He was like, he was like, I'm so fucking sick and tired of seeing, like, the Celtics post and being like, Larry Bird had ice in his veins, like, and ice in all caps. It's just, like, so weird to see businesses like Chick-fil-A tweet like normal people. Yeah, it's just pandering, and it's funny now because everyone's just on Twitter. Like, this stuff happens. Like, I remember, like, the Icon logo thing came, and then, like, after, like, one afternoon, people got sick of it. Oh, my God, I'm I'm so tired of it. But, yeah, all right, so we'll get back to positives. Uh, It's the first question we ask each other when we see each other. It's the first question I generally ask strangers, and the question is, What have you been listening to lately? So this is, as we do every week, what the fuck we've been listening to. Uh, I'm going number one. Chevy Mustang. Because I want to. So this is actually an inside story for us. So when I was working in L.A., I worked with Kenny Carkeet from the band Fitness, who was also in a band with the lead singer of Eve Six. And those guys (laughs) hate the industry more than anybody. (laughs) And they... The lead singer from Eve Six just made up this character who's kind of like a Tommy Wiseau character from... uh, the disaster artist who has this fake accent and he makes these weird songs. And actually what happened was this one weird song made it to Jimmy Fallon. My mom actually called me about this because she's like, do you know who Chevy Mustang is? And I was like, oh, my fucking God, yes, I do. Uh, so shouts out to Chevy Mustang. Shouts out to Kenny and everybody over in fitness. 
infiltrating the industry through a back door. It's like a modern day Spinal Tap. It's exactly <laughs> what it is. All right, go for your number one. My number one is um, this song is by a DJ Vice featuring our boy John Bellion. John um, Bellion! Obsession is such a bop. I've been kind of trying to listen to more upbeat kind of dance vibe music during quarantine, and it's definitely filling that. It's filling the void. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> uh, my number two, uh, I went with... Oh, I went with David Bowie, and it was because of the Foo Fighters saying that they were releasing what they considered to be their Let's Dance by David Bowie. They're making a record with rhythm, which I'm very excited to see how this goes, but Let's Dance by David Bowie is an absolute fucking banger. So, a shout out to David Bowie. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think the Foo Fighters are one of those bands that's like, what more can they do? So, good on them to keep trying to switch it up. I'm excited to hear Dave Grohl put out dance songs. I think it'd be very... Taylor Hawkins can play the fucking drums. Imagine Pat Smear over there. <laughs> All right, go for your number two. Uh, my number two is this band, Los Delarians. Um, as everyone knows, I'm a 311 guy. It's S.A. Martinez's side project. It's fucking awesome. Just nice, funky, soulful music. The song's called Zodiac. It's, it's a bop as well. Just nothing but bops. Ken's been on a big bop kick. Uh, I went with, for my third, I actually switched it up from what I originally had. I've been on a monster run the jewels kick because they have RTJ coming out, RTJ4 coming out in a couple in a couple weeks now. Uh, I'll pick uh, Close Your Eyes and Count the Fuck because I've been listening to a lot of Rage too. Hold on. Have you ever seen the video of Denzel Curry doing Bulls on Parade? Yes. Oh my yeah. God! So. First off, shouts to to Denzel Curry. It's on the Triple J. They do the the uh, like a like a version, and it's fucking incredible. So uh, go with your three, Ken. Uh, my third is going to be so bad decisions by the Strokes. I've been I've been I don't know how I feel on this album. I've been listening. This song's good, but. I don't know how the Strokes are very polarizing for me. So yeah, the Strokes are always hit, especially for me because I'm not a diehard Strokes guy. They didn't get me when I was like, I always thought about it. Like they always sound lazy to me, and I say it every single time we talk about the Strokes in any capacity. But I actually like this tune a lot. It reminds me of "I'll Stop the World and Melt with You." It's very '80s, but it's fucking classic Strokes. It's what it should be doing, and then they try to do other stuff, and it's like you shouldn't be doing this. Your first two albums are like classic, perfect, and like generally. Like, generationally defining like for people and then they come out with other shit and you're like what the fuck is this strokes <laughs> come on julian casablancas get your shit together all right so those are our picture what the fuck we've been listening to this week uh on top of that i actually put up a poll on our on our instagram so i'm gonna shout out some people right here uh i said what should we be listening to because it's during quarantine give me some give me some things that we should be listening to we got like 50 suggestions uh and i'm gonna pull a couple out here uh number one was weezer are they sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> I first off, I, listen, I, I actually love Weezer, but they just are that band that's constantly <laughs> going out with stuff that they need to take a break. I think. Yeah, I, I'll listen to old Weezer. I'll, I'll go like Pinkerton and back. Green, green and blue album are classics. So. It's funny because all of our social media shit right now is in that like baby blue, and people keep commenting on it and saying the blue album by Foxtrot and the Get Down. <laughs> Hey, that's a good album, so... <laughs> I'll take that money. Um, all right, so then we got a couple local picks here. Uh, Saint Slumber, who we played a show with, we sold out the Foundry with. Uh, Sleep House, who I always get put on to, so shout out to Sleep House. Uh, Tiny Human, Hate Drugs, Courier Club. Definitely going to take some time to check these guys out. Uh, Tom Mish. I didn't need to be suggested to listen to Tom Mish. You're into Tom Mish, right? Uh, 
no, I'm actually not. <laughs> oh, man. I'm excited for this. So Tom Mish is like Jamiroquai and John Mayer and Jay Dilla had a baby. He's just a, he's like a, a British dude, and he, I'm going to play some shit. Look up Lost in Paris. Look up South of the River. I've definitely showed you this shit before, but like, I'll, I, just trust me. Also, go into why you love Jamiroquai. What's not to love about Jamiroquai? I mean, first, if you haven't listened to Jamiroquai, you have. You've watched Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> they had, they're more than a one-hit wonder, though. They're a one-hit wonder in America. Do yourself a favor, though. I was actually just listening to them on the way over here, but... Solid JK, great voice. Stevie Wonder, kind of in oh, that yeah. vein, but check out Jamiroquai. Jamiroquai is one of the weirdest looking dudes of all time. And it's also a voice when you hear him, you don't expect it. It's straight up perfect funk. It's it, pop music. It's fuck, Everybody knows Virtual Insanity and they know Canned Heat. Just go and listen to these fucking records. They're unbelievable. Um, let's go into some more suggestions here. By the way, shout out to everybody who cooperated with us and threw some good suggestions out there uh, i got two people said fish which i'm down I, I i run to fish so i'm down with that um the strumbellas i never have gotten past their first single yeah i never really got into them as well i do like that single it was just one of those ones for me that got killed like death alt on arrival radio. on alt radio where i couldn't get into it any further but i got thumbs in my head and it won't go yeah that that's a that's a that's an alt radio band right there uh illiterate light i'm so happy somebody posted this I actually ran, I put one of their songs up on our Instagram when I was on my honeymoon in Italy, and they actually, because I tagged them, and they responded back, which I thought was really fucking cool. Two-piece band from Virginia, absolutely fucking spectacular. So those were the suggestions this week, and we actually got good ones. Uh, Paul also put three bad rappers in there, so he just <laughs> did it to fuck with me. Um, so let's go into our coronavirus survival guide. It's just basically like a top three pick for us. And this week we picked three athletes that you'd want to slog beers with. Um, the thing is me and Ken have pretty like similar lists from what I know. And I'll go first here. I automatically, number one, have to go with the GOAT, Matt Stairs, Philly's dad. Um, fucking dude looks like he definitely got off a shift at a union, went slugged the handle of Vlad and then went to the stadium at the end of the day and just launched home run. So Matt Stairs is definitely my number one. Yeah, he's just he's the ultimate guy that like goes up to the plate and he's only thinking about trying to hit it yard. No. Oh, he's a, he's a yabo master. <laughs> That's a good one. My I'll stick with um the Phillies. Um, I'll go Pat, Pat the Bat, Pat Burrow. I mean, that's no no explanation needed. Now, if you're from Philadelphia, you know that Pat Burrow is just the. You ever hear the story about him in college? Um, Aubrey Huff, who actually turned out to be a total douchebag, he's like an he like is like an Alex Jones follower. <laughs> and in college, he they were both at the University of Miami, and he was calling his mom to say like I don't fit in here, like I'm stressed out, I want to come home, I want to quit. And his mom at that moment, Pat Burrow walked in, butt ass naked, shit faced, into their room that they were sharing with a sombrero on, and his mom said, "You need to be more like Pat." So Pat Burrow is an excellent pick. Uh, my number two pick. Another Philly, just a worldwide legend, TNT Zone, Charles Barkley. That man is legendary for throwing people through plate glass windows, fucking gambling, playing golf, and then tipping strippers with lobster. That is the goat right there. I'm picking Charles Barkley. Yeah, there's no way you're not going to have a um, bad drinking time with Charles. Hell no. I'll go for my second, go outside of Philly because he's my personal goat. Dirk Nowinski, because I'm a big Dirk guy. Dirk! Um, 
drunk. There's been drunk photos of him, and he just looks like a blast. I mean, a seven foot German guy who wouldn't want to get drunk with him. Plus, he will drink you under the table, even if he's a lightweight. He's seven feet fucking tall, so he's gonna be able to slug. That's a great pick. My third pick. I don't know how this got left on the table till three, but I went with John Daly because if you have an alcoholic beverage named after you, you deserve it. That man smokes cigs between holes. My man has on American flag pants at every single... Apparently, he's been drinking since he was like 12, and he's he's gotten really good at it, so I picked John Daly. He also, I think, before like every tournament he does, he goes to like the local Hooters and we'll do like, <laughs> a meet and greet, which, I mean, if you look at John Daly, he just looks like a... The Hooters guy. He's a Hooters He's, guy. Yeah, not even a doubt about that. Yeah. Big Hooters guy. Uh, Kenny, finish us off here. So my third, I'm going to go with um, Chase Utley. I feel like Chase Utley would be a solid drink. He's not going to, like, it's not going to be ridiculous crazy, like, in any harm's way danger, but you'll just have a good time drinking with it. I agree with, I mean, I've met Chase Utley. Chase Utley seems like the kind of guy that after a game, he's a Don Draper type to where he's going to sit down and just slug whiskey. Yeah. By the way, I've been watching a ton of Mad Men. So, I, I, I had to go with the Dom Draper reference. I just started it over again randomly, and I was just like, oh, my God, this is so fucking good. But, so, what we're going to do now is go over the list of athletes that we wouldn't want to have a drink with or we wouldn't want to get shit-faced with because terrible things would happen. I think we're going to get closer to this. We're going to kick them back and forth. Number one for me, obviously, Lenny Dykstra. If you are a Barstool fan, Lenny Dykstra is trouble. Uh, you're probably going to go to jail for insider trading. So, um, who else would I... Uh, Adrian Peterson <laughs> probably wouldn't want to drink with Adrian Peterson. Ray Rice, all the people who've been suspended for long periods of time from the NFL, probably gonna stay away from. Um, I'm gonna go. I think even though he's in the news now because of the documentary, I wouldn't do Michael Jordan because agreed. You're gonna be owing a hundred thousand dollars in gambling debts. He's gonna gamble you out of your bank account. Hell yes, I agree with that. Um, besides that. Um, just off the top of my head, like I would drink with Dennis Rodman. I was gonna say Dennis Rodman for a second, but That's I definitely would. That's a wild card. Really good or really bad. <laughs> Might wind up hanging out with Carmen Electra and Madonna at the same time. Who knows? Um, uh, John Rocker, definitely not John Rocker. Yeah. Problematic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would. I personally, I don't like Dwayne Wade, so I wouldn't do Dwayne Wade. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> um. My other one was J.R. Smith because I feel like he's a lightweight that would get you kicked out of the bar. You'd have to take care of, definitely. get him home. Um, J.R. Smith, definitely. LeBron James. Actually, you know what? He gets a hard fucking rap, and I like red wines. So I'd probably drink with LeBron, but I feel like – or Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's my number one. I feel like with LeBron, though, he seems like a wine guy that like has half a glass and just posts about it on social media. Yeah. That would probably be in bed by like 10 o'clock. Except remember when he was drinking on the bench? <laughs> remember he brought yeah. that – it was like a black water bottle, and he was just like sipping and swirling in his mouth. He's like, nah, it was water. No, it wasn't, dude. We know it wasn't. All right, so that was our, our, our coronavirus – Jesus. That was our coronavirus survival guide for this week. Um, I just want to give a shout-out once again – Interviewing Barstool people has been something me and Ken have wanted to do since college. So this is fucking dope. Um, once again, tune in. We have so many guests on the books now. It's amazing how quickly it went from nobody on the books to some huge fucking names. So we have, I have four huge guests scheduled for this week. They'll be coming out in the coming weeks. But, dude, Kill Your Internet Podcast on its way. Uh, anybody who wants to get involved, please hit us up in the email. We need to get a producer. Yeah, I mean, we're sharing a microphone right now. So. 
you know, we could use some help to some degree. Well, we usually have a studio that we record out of at Rec Philly, but uh, right now we can't get in there. It's the XBM Podcast Studio. That's generally where we are, but we've made lemonade out of lemons. We've done this socially distant, and it's only getting better. So uh, with that, I say, fuck you guys. We love you. Here is White Sox Day from Barstool Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's guest on the Kill Your Internet podcast is none other than White Sox Dave from Barstool Sports. Dave, how are we doing today, bud? I'm doing great. Um, it's about 75 and sunny in Chicago, but we're locked up. And uh, I just went for a run down in my neighborhood. I live on the north side. And uh, I'd say the hardest part about being outside right now is walking by all the puppies and all the dogs and not being able to go near them. Because I, I just saw about you know, three dozen puppies outside. I want to play with them all. Dude, so my, my sister-in-law just got a puppy the day quarantine started, mm-hmm. and she can't take the puppy out in the neighborhood. She lives in Port Richmond, which is in, like, northeast Philadelphia. Yep. Can't take them out because all the junkies in the neighborhood just want to pet them. So. Yeah, I mean, dude, I don't think you want junkies petting your dog quarantine or not, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's tough right now. It's tough. Yeah, that, that's a common problem here in Philadelphia. Uh, Dave, I guess I'll start – can I call you Dave? Do we got it? Yeah, yeah. Everybody calls me Dave. Go All right, ahead. beautiful. All right, Dave. What's a day like right now? Quarantine for you as a Barstool Sports employee? So nothing's changed for me. We have more work on our table. So when I mean we we can pretty much work from home anyways, but we have our our serious show that we have to go in the office for from two to three p.m. every day Central Time, regardless. So. Uh, I'm there for at least an hour every day, but I like to get out of the place just because I'm I'm getting stir crazy and everything. You of know, course, man. Cabin fever. Dude, and I've been randomly just driving to our rehearsal studio. No one else can go there. I just have a key, and I literally just go in there in the yeah. middle of the day. I just need to be somewhere that's not my house. Exactly. So that's so that's what I'm doing. I, and that's the only place I've gone the last two months or three months or whatever. So um, I, it's nice having it. But, I mean, typically I'm up by 7 a.m. looking for stories to write. There's not any baseball or sports, which is obviously my bread and butter. Right. But um, we have the serious show. We're running two podcasts. we got a late-night show that's every Monday and Thursday, so I'll be recording that later tonight. And, um, uh, like, we got, we got an email from, you know, the head honchos, Erica and Dave, right when this all started, saying, hey, now's the time to shine. Like, if, like, th- we were busy before, now we're going to be even busier. So, you got to take it and run with it, and that's what we're doing. So we're we're even busier now than we've ever been. I think for us, like, because we're we're giant stoolies. Like, we, yeah. we're fucking diehard stoolies. Have been since college. Me and Ken went to college together. The one thing that's been amazing to watch for you guys specifically in this entire situation is the content hasn't gone down. You guys have just adapted and done crazier shit. Like between Big Cat as Coach Dugs, between fucking Marty Mush over here and throwing ping pong right. balls. Uh, and Dave unboxing shit from random people, which, by the way, is not safe. There's no way that's safe. No, it's not safe. But, I mean, <laughs> that, uh, that's kind of what we got into today on Radio Action is, like, where do you draw the line between being a complete zombie and not living life and then, you know, being somewhat normal? So, uh, I, I know I don't think anybody's sending them, like, any anthrax or anything in the mail. Obviously not, but it's a lot of dildos. It seems like it's just mostly dildos. It's just mostly dildos. How many dildos can you get before, like, can you send before it's not funny anymore? Yo, you had that. Those people had to go out, buy dildos during quarantine, and send them in the mail to Dave Fortnoy. That's fucking incredible commitment. 
I, I, I don't think it, like, I wouldn't do that, but to your own, I guess. Um, oh, man. Other than that, like, it's, like, it, like, if he's worried about what, like, getting coronavirus through the mail, like, I think that's part of where he draws his line. Like, I would not be worried about it. Some Neither would I. Be whatever. So, it's. It's, it's, on, it's everybody's, you know, opinion on that, I guess. I mean, Ken can attest to this because in our band, there's six of us, and there's, like, three people that are very cautious, and then there's me who doesn't give a flying fuck. I just want to get back to work. Any, exactly. That's how I am. Like, the second and, – and different states are operating. I don't know how Pennsylvania or New Jersey is doing it right now, but and I got a ton – my mom lives in New Jersey, not far from Philly. But, uh, um, I, like, Illinois shut down through the end of May, and I wouldn't be surprised if they extended it through June. And But the second I'm allowed to go to a bar or baseball stadium or whatever, I'm there. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick. I want to live my life at this point. Just fucking give it to me. I'll More than likely, chances are, I'll You're get gonna over be fine. it personally. I know three people, and, and this I know this doesn't count for everybody, but I know three people who have gotten it. Two, uh, my good friend and his girlfriend, they both got it. His brother... I, who I haven't met before, but uh, they, they're like, yeah, it sucked for like, I was like cold, like a cold, like, you know, nasally and everything. But then my dad's best friend got it. He just had a heart attack like a year ago. Oh my God. Stint put in. He's like, I want to get the fuck out of the house and like walk the dog and everything. Yeah. You got to do it. Dude. And the funny thing is, so my brother's a firefighter. My mom's a nurse. And mm-hmm. they give less of a fuck than anybody. You figure the people that are like on the front lines of the shit. Right. They don't care at all. They don't have a choice. They got them. Yeah, they have to. They really don't have a choice. I read like 30 minutes ago, right before I hopped on that, over half the deaths in the United States so far. Or no, no, I'm sorry. In the in the three biggest areas. It was New York City, uh, New Jersey, and then I want to say Florida. Yeah, it's over Florida. Over half the deaths, deaths have been in retirement home communities out of those three states, which makes yep. sense, obviously, you know. It's all so, a matter of like yeah. – at a certain point, it's going to be protect the people who need to be protected, like the exactly. older people. And then after a certain point, we're all just going to have to get back to it. I think right now we're all just kind of being good citizens. Everybody is trying to like. And that's fine. I, I can deal with it for so long. But, I mean, a lot of people are hurting right now. A lot of people that would be able to handle it, I think, yep. um, are not working and want to want to be working so they can put food on, on themselves and their family's table. So, I don't know. I, and I'm not, I don't want to get political about nah, it. Nah, dude. Anything, it, like, it, the funniest, the, the fucking craziest thing is that, like, everybody just wants to get back to normal, and there's right. no blueprint for this shit. So we're all just kind of around here. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do, to be completely honest. I don't know either. I'm just following the lead. But like I said, the day this, the day we're allowed to be as normal as can be, I'm going to be as normal as can be. Damn right. So, so I think first off for me, like, my main thing, how does it feel to be at the epicenter of sports right now? Because right now all anybody gives a shit about is the last dance, Mm-hmm. and Jay Cutler, and that's got to be kind of interesting to be from Chicago, and you're just in the middle of all this. So, I don't know. How old are you guys? I'm 28. I'm sorry. I got oh, live by a hospital if you want to, like, mark Dude, this I, or something. I, I live in Philly. You'll be lucky if you don't hear gunshots out the window. It is what it is. <laughs> so, I'm 31, and I only remember the last two kind of three championships. Right. So, a lot of this is brand new to me. Like, I had no idea how much that MJ hated – uh, Chicago guy, Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas. I mean, he's from Chicago, born, bred. Typically, we love – and I'm sure it's the same way for Philly. Like, we love people that are from Chicago. Yep. It doesn't matter who they play for. You know, you're always following them. You always root for them. Unless they end up on, like, the Packers or something. But um, even then, you like them. You just don't like the team they play for. Yeah, Everybody you hate them for the time being and then later on down the road. Exactly, exactly. And I got friends that play for the Packers, actually. Um, <laughs> which I, – and I root against them. Um, but they the, have to respect that. 
I, they do. I mean, they grew up Bears fans, and one of them, he was, he was on a PMT in, like, October. Uh, Dan Vitale, I went to high school with him. He was a couple years younger than me. He was pullback on the Packers. Low man trophy. Low man trophy. There you go. And uh, he was two, three, uh, three years younger than me in high school. And now he, he just signed with New England, another team I absolutely hate. But, uh, but as far as MJ, like, we hate Isaiah Thomas here hate him and I didn't realize that hate was that strong yeah and it goes back to those those early Pistons series uh when they beat the Bulls at first and then the Bulls ended up you know beating them uh when MJ started becoming MJ MJ right but I, the whole thing's awesome like you see and I know and I don't really like the whole MJ versus LeBron debate because it's I think it's just you know swimming upstream but it's like to see how he was just wired differently like he yeah. was he was a head case and I mean that in the best way possible. Just a complete psychopath in practice. It could be throwing quarters against a wall or whatever they were doing in that scene. Or, you yeah. know, golfing, you know, or... Uh, Dude, that poor kid from the fucking Wizards whole life got destroyed because MJ made up a story. Like, he's a we, different character, dude. He's a we different... interviewed him yesterday. Uh, no, wait. So I was going to bring this up. Mm-hmm. I listened to that episode of Redline. And the first point I want to bring up, I didn't realize how closely related Chicago sports and Philly sports are number one. The first thing you guys did was talk about the first prediction for your season was 17 and 0. that is Philly sports talk to a fucking T because you call it, you listen and it's just like, yeah, dude, Mikey miss Mike missing is our sports talk guy. So yeah, yeah. Mikey miss birds are going fucking 16 and one just to be safe. Like that's what it is. It's that's what it was. They're going to win the bye week course man obviously yeah. <laughs> my, I think my rationale was that Aaron Rodgers will be traded by them uh he's like he, he's my most hated like c- competitor like other team and it's not I, even like you can like life, you can't even like him as a human being because he's so nothing, fucking curmudgeonly like, about him. No, I hate that man I hate him I mean for and me Ken who's our most hated guy you think? every single year every single year at the moment who's our most hated, hated guy at the moment like people don't like Dak Prescott, but he's not like a threat. He's not like Rodgers. It's just the Cowboys as a whole. Fuck them. Yeah, even then, like Dak Prescott, he's a pretty decent quarterback, but Aaron Rodgers is like one of the greatest ever. I I would say this, and I hate and I hate saying this out loud, but I think he's better than Brady. I think if you put him in New England, yeah. he wins more more Super Bowls than Tom Brady does. I think he's a better passer, more accurate. Hey, dude, arm, he did, he did all this athletic. with Mike McCarthy as a coach, mm-hmm. and his best wide receiver ever was like Donald Driver. Like Donald Driver, Jordy Nelson, maybe Jordy Nelson, yeah. who left and went to Oakland and just fell off the face of the earth. Did so, nothing. but all right, so let's let's get past hated teams. Let's go to fucking. Let's start with the Bears and the White Sox because that's mm-hmm. obviously the bread and the butter here. Um, looking at the Bears, enjoy Big Dick Nick because obviously he's you, he, got, I, you got you guys the Super Bowl. I have the newspaper framed in my kitchen of Nick Foles holding the trophy. Uh, that man gave me the best moment of my life uh, besides my wedding day. Best moment of my life by far. Uh, what's your thought, dude? Because you obviously have the Trubisky situation hanging yeah. over your head. Um, I mean, he's a good insurance policy. In an ideal world, he'd be a perfect backup quarterback because as he's shown a few different times, he can come in and he can light it up, you know? Yeah. Like, how many games did he start prior to the 2018 playoffs? Uh, like, he started the last three games of the regular season. Yeah, I was going to say two. And then he, then he just goes off in the playoffs, you know? He so, didn't even in the first game against the Falcons. We won like 17-14, and he shit the bed. And then he just blew up against the Vikings, and he blew up against the – He's a, but, I mean, he has a statue now. 
So he, he has this. There you go. He for he'll be in Philadelphia lore forever. Oh, and, dude. But like I said, he's a perfect backup quarterback. I think a perfect backup quarterback. Yeah. But the only thing is, like, if he if or if he's not starting, like, I don't I I don't think that's a perfect situation, especially with how you know Trubisky they, they didn't pick up his his uh, fifth year option. He's I I'm I there's still a hint of faith for me personally and for a decent amount of people in Chicago, but he's never going to be a star. And a lot of that's on, on Nagy as well. The, their head coach and play caller. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It's, it's do or die for them. They have to make the playoffs. Otherwise it's a new regime. You, yeah. Again. You got to blow it up. I think the biggest thing is too, dude, it's a fucking contract here for the kid. If he wants a job moving forward, he's got, he's got a ball out. So, I mean, he'll have a job as a backup. No matter what, yeah. For at least a, at least I'd say another three, four years. I mean, look at look at some of the guys that have stuck as a backup forever. You know, another kid. I, I went to a small D three school, and uh, do you, I don't know if you guys know Alex Tanny is. He just uh, he's on on the Giants right now. Is he the Giants backup quarterback? Yeah, and he started a couple games last year for the Titans. And, no shit. Yeah, and he's he's my age. Wait, he's, so tan- so wait the the Vikings backup quarterback was Tanny to Tannehill. Uh, that re- yeah, he was that third really string. Happened. He was third string. Oh, he, yeah, because they still have Mariota. Right. He, so, but he's been around the league forever. So, Mitch will be around the league forever. Damn. But, I mean, like, and what? Who? he's the second overall pick. You know, you don't want that out of We thought that he was going to be the savior. He's going to, you know, lead the team to a Super Bowl. And after year one, it's like, all right. Damn. Well, it was technically his second year because he only started a few games his first year. But his second year, it's like, all right, they go to the playoffs. Fucking double dunk against the Eagles, of course. I didn't want to bring that up, but you did it, so I guess we're just gonna have to yeah, do that. I figured it was coming. <laughs> I figured it was coming. I, I was gonna ease into it before I dug in. It was that was, I got so that was actually the, the funny story about that was it was the first night we were full time with Barstool. Yeah. And I got obli- I was at the game. <laughs> I, I got obliterated oh. drunk, and I woke up to emails and missed mis- texts from Portnoy saying, "Why the fuck are you not blogging this game? Like you should be blogging all this shit." And I'm like, "Cause oh, I'm fuck. dead." <laughs> well, it's because I went out and got fucking like shit face drunk because I was so pissed but I didn't like realize like that was the expectation at the time I'll show you how mm-hmm. much that bar stool like kind of frames my like thought process so I'm in my old apartment watching this happen fucking double doink happens I literally threw my shoulder out freaking out about this scared the shit out of my dog and the first thing I did was go to the electric chair and watch big cat suicidal yep. and Roan and fucking Schmitty freaking out so it's the first place we go, so. Yeah, I, I remember this was in, uh, I think it was 2015, like when live streams weren't really a thing yet. I want to say it was the Mets versus Cubs series. The Mets just hit a, I want to say it was a walk-off single. I, I, David Wright, maybe? I forget who hit it. Anyways, um, the, the views were steady at like 5,000. The Mets walk off against the Cubs, and then all of a sudden two, like, 20 seconds later, it's up to 20,000 because everybody wanted to see Big Cat's reaction. People want suicidal Big Cat. That's all they want. It's funny. Our fans root against us like crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So, it, so, all right, so we covered the Bears. Let's go into the White Sox. So yep. how did you decide uh, you're in a, a town with two sports? Like, because the White Sox are the south side, correct? Yeah. Like, that's usually mm-hmm. how you're – so how did you wind up becoming a White Sox diehard? So my dad grew up on – my dad grew up uh, – well, I should say until he was like uh, 12, 10, 11, 12. When he was a younger kid, he lived on the south side for uh, walking distance from the stadium. And oh, okay. From old, old Comiskey Park. It's torn down now. But 
Uh, so, and then he moved to the north side walking distance from Wrigley. And he, I mean, he was a Sox fan. His dad was a Sox fan. His mom was a Sox fan. Then he's got a big family. His youngest brother's a Cubs fan because when they moved to the north side, they were walking distance from Wrigley. Yeah. And when they were, uh, I want to say like 15, maybe, they moved out to the suburbs where I grew up, same town. And where I grew up, when I was in high school, I'd say it was about a 60-40 split between where I'm from, between Cubs fans 60, Sox fans 40. Right. And farther south you go in the suburbs, more Sox fans farther north, more Cubs fans, obviously. Now it's obviously a little different because the Cubs have been on a roll and the White Sox have been dog shit for years. But, <laughs> um, like, I, I number one and one A, I would say, are I hate the Packers and I hate the Cubs. I was I just going to ask fucking hate the Cubs. I hate everything about them. Well, I mean, you got to look at it this way, too, because I'm a baseball guy. I played a year and a half of college baseball. Like, I caught, I was all city Philadelphia. Like, that's my sport. Like, I'm a fucking baseball guy. Um, look, like, first off, I thought you guys, the Bryce Harper year, were going to close in free agency, at least Machado or Harper. It should have been one of the two. Just looking at your team, I was looking over the roster. I love a lot of the, the moves you guys have made. Yeah. Grandal's your catcher. Um, like, j- just looking at the roster, I mean, you still have a Brayu. Uh, your shortstop's a fucking stud. Like, you guys have a team. No, this this was the year. So they, they started rebuilding in 2016 when they traded Chris Sale. Right. Had a meeting to the Nationals, uh, Quintana to the Cubs. And then, I mean, it was for all prospects. And all those guys were two, three years away. And then um, last year, you, all these guys are starting to get up, but you're seeing a lot of growing pain. So, like, Giolito, who was in the – he had, I don't know, like eight starts for the Nationals. Um, when he came over in the trade, you saw the growing pain. So he, he – have 12 strikeouts one start the next start he'd give up eight runs right uh and then all of a sudden it started clicking last year and you're like holy shit this team's gonna be good they need some free agents to fill this out they went out and signed dallas keichel and people are like oh why are they paying dallas keichel that much money he's gonna be their fifth starter next dude i forgot about that move until i looked at the roster that's a great fucking move he's gonna be their fifth starter he's gonna throw 100 i mean not anymore but he would have thrown 180 to 200 innings give you four you know, for ERA or less baseball, that's perfect out of the fifth starter. I guess, too, looking at it now, like, have you seen anything? Have you heard anything from fucking insiders or anything going around saying, like, all right, we have this lined up for the baseball season, or are you kind of in the dark the way that we are? So we, we've interviewed three Cubs players, Anthony Rizzo, Ian Happ, and then uh, Jason Hayward uh, in the last week or so, and they don't even know. So all Jeez. that's being worked on right now is – making sure there's appropriate testing, safety precautions, all that shit. And then within the next it, – it has to be in the next at, – at very most, I'd say, 10 days. Yeah. You have to have a, a signed proposal because you need two to three weeks to get the players ready to report. Right. And you need a three-week, like, spring training 2.0. And then at that point, it's going to be early to mid-July. After that, what's they're not going to start a season in August. Yeah, you can't start a season in August because so, it's going to be fucking cold by the time you're 60 games in. There's exactly. Not so that's what they're doing. They got to get it on paper. Like, this is what we're doing in the next, you know, week to 10 days, I'd say. And they have to do it because even if the players don't like what's going on necessarily right now, like, you really don't have a fucking choice because you're either going to make no money or a part of your money. Like, and the whole – the fucking Blake Snell argument that he's on Twitch over here talking about, I'm he's not an, playing. That, that was an – I thought he handled himself really poorly right there, even though Great. I don't disagree with what he said. I get it. Um, I, I get it, yes, but – at the same time, like, he's not a fucking scientist. Like, he, like, I don't, I wouldn't say he's risking his life or anything like that. I, no. And I'm not a scientist either, but hey, let your reps do the talking for you. Like, exactly. I wouldn't have opened my mouth like that. Like, that's what Tony Clark's there for. 
you know? That, and the players' union should be fucking right. handling this. You don't need a dude right. going on, well, this is technology. Everybody's got the ability to voice their opinion at any time. So you I'm got idiots. He, he, yeah, of course. So like, he, he, He's allowed to speak freely. I just yeah. wouldn't do that if I were him. You're more likely going to put your foot in your mouth speaking freely than just having to go through the process. Exactly. Right. So now he's getting ripped apart, of course. Like, even though, like I said, I don't disagree with what he said necessarily. It's just, like, he handled it poorly. I mean, and two, like, all right, so we get into the technology conversation. Because one, at one point or another, we're going to start talking about the internet because this is kind of the name of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So I think one thing I wanted to touch on on that is, like, looking at the company that you work for. Yep. You guys fucking change the way people take in sports, and you fucking change the internet. Like, does that ever hit you guys? Like, do you, like, fucking realize that? Yes and no. I mean, I like so the four of us in the Chicago office, we came from like the working 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 world. Like we right. all had like nine to five jobs until a little over a year ago. So that still doesn't really hit me yet. I mean, I, obviously, I, I've gotten used to like my day to day process and everything. But like, and I'm talking more like Big Cat, KFC, those guys, and especially Portnoy, obviously, like those guys are are beyond. They work unbelievably hard. Not that to say that we don't because we do but their creative brains and and their imaginations and and how smart they are it goes very unnoticed those guys work their asses off and i feel like those dudes have been through every fucking situation already so they've already Mm -hmm. they're already this far in so did did, was big cat like the impetus behind the chicago office opening or was that like a proposal that's funny so i was in college and i remember seeing it was i was my last year of college i was on the on the five-year plan i was on i was in my redshirt senior year and i'm Same sitting here. in my apartment and Me uh too. i saw portnoy tweet that barstool chicago's opening like if you want to contribute and i had a, i had a blog with my buddy in college and everything already if you want to contribute like send us your shit we'll see if we can work you in so um he hired a guy from rhode island i don't think you guys remember him probably and his name was neil he only lasted like six or eight months and he was running all of barstool chicago but like a month or two after Barcelona Chicago started, Big Cat, Portnoy like is like, I'll pay you whatever you got. Because Portnoy and Big Cat had back and forth like way before the New York was even a concept. Right. And like the New York office and everything. And Big Cat's like, no, I got a good job. Like, I'll, I'll do it on the side. You can pay me, but I'm not. So uh, Portnoy finally talked him into doing it full time. Neil left. Um at the in the meantime, they needed sports contributors because it was all city based, like Barcelona, Philly, Barcelona, New York, Boston, Chicago. Right. And uh, so Portnoy asked me what my name was, and I'm like, My name is Dave. He's like, Well, what's your nickname? I'm like, Nobody calls me anything other than Dave. <laughs> so he asked me what he's like, All right, well, you're not going to be Dave because I'm Dave, so you can be White Sox Dave. I'm like, All right, I guess I'm White Sox Dave, even though no, no one calls me that other than on the <laughs> internet. I was just gonna ask you, like in normal conversation, are people like, "Yo, White Sox Dave, what are you doing today?" Like it's not like if that. I, like, if people like see me in a bar or something, they'll yell White Sox Dave. But in like normal conversation, no one ever says White Sox Dave. No. I mean that too. Like so, like even like from our perspective, like the music world and the sports world are different, but everything kind of runs together on the internet. And so if people will see me out somewhere who kind of know me but don't really know me, it's Yo Foxtrot. It's that's yeah, my name's yeah. fucking Colin. Nobody. Like, that's mm-hmm. not. That's not gonna fly for me. Like. Is there ever a moment when you're kind of like, dude, just fucking call me Dave, please? Uh, like, if, if I have a conversation, like, I, I, won't, I won't say it like that necessarily. I'll be like, oh, just, just call me Dave. Like, yeah. it's cool. Like, <laughs> but I, don't, I don't get, like, offended if they call me White Sox Dave or anything. It's just, like, I, I know that 
mm-hmm. like I don't want to say there's a line to draw, but it's and I don't like I don't have a preference really. Yeah. But if you're talking to me, like don't like call me Dave. Just right. it's easier anyways. It's less syllables, you know. So like, all right. So you get put into this situation. You jump on when what 2018, right? 2018 would be kind of your timeline when you got in. Well, I so I started in 2013 with Barstool. Wow, like, I that's didn't know how that. long. Yeah, that's how long. So this will be year seven in July. Wow. I've been with Barstool and the entire time up until uh, January 2nd or whatever of 2019, I was just like, they paid me a few hundred bucks a month, 500 bucks a month to like write about the White Sox, which is perfectly it was like paid some rent, you, you know, some utility bills or whatever. So it was perfectly cool up in there. And then we started Redline Radio. Uh, this will be four years ago. It was right after the Cubs won the World Series. And the Sox made all the trades with Chris Sale and Quintana and Eaton and all that. And we're like, the Cubs are going to be good for a long time. The White Sox should be good in three years. There's a legit chance they could maybe meet in the World Series. And oh, my God. Would the city was, burn down? Oh, it would burn to the ground. There would be, there'd be <laughs> legit deaths. There would be deaths. Like, the Cubs fans and Sox fans don't like each other when, in those six games a year they play. They are – arch nemesis having seen the eagles win the super bowl and my entire life everything i've ever said was if the birds ever win the super bowl this city will fucking burn to the ground and i don't know if you saw the video that that roan and caleb put up of them in the shit we were down there like i was there yeah i was in a pile of tears i was crying popping champagne and it wasn't like that but the difference was that there wasn't animosity. It was a fucking joyous right. occasion. So you're going to have to deal with half the city hating you and half the city being on fire. When the co- so I, I don't – the Bears went to the Super Bowl in 2005, 2006. They lost to the Colts and Peyton Manning. I wasn't alive for when they won it in, in 85, which is that, – that team's still the most famous team in Chicago history. By and that is such a long-running thing. Like, is that yeah. still the most talked-about thing in Chicago? Like, 85 Bears, 85 Eight, Bears. It's every – anytime there's, like, a, a Bears conversation, like, with <laughs> – like with my dad, he'll start talking about like Gary Fensick or or Dan Hampton or or Mike Mongo. You know, he'll start talking about all those guys. Like that team is will forever be the most famous team, even more than the Cubs. I'm telling you, Philly and Chicago are the same city, just flipped into the middle of the country. It's this fucking same thing. Mm-hmm. I've I've heard that from a lot of people actually. It's um, it's for me. I have a soft spot for Chicago because it's our number one Spotify city. It's our number one stream city in the country. So I'm big on there big on go. Chicago. Ken sees it right there. But more than anything, it's just I respect it because, one, you guys are very passionate. And, two, you guys hate the same way that we hate. And I think that's very important. I love to hate. Me too, man. Hating, it's big, like, it's, that's the oh, fun man. thing about sports. Like, <laughs> I, I, I hate sportsmanship, not in the sense of, like, being a dirty player. I hate sportsmanship where people are such pussies that they don't like when you talk shit about other teams. Because half the fun about sports is loving your team. The other half is hating other teams. Number like, one team, for, number one team for me is a team in your division, and it's the fucking Vikings. Vikings, bro. So in 2018, when we won the Super Bowl, the Vikings came to Philadelphia for the NFC Championship game. They put a jersey on Rocky. They did that stupid skull chant oh, on shit, top of the yeah. Art Museum stairs, and then 2,000 of them showed up to tailgate the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia. And there was like 150,000 people out there, and we ruined these people's lives. And they still, to this day, won't let their sports talk guys call into Philadelphia. So fuck the Vikings. I didn't know all that. I mean, Vikings fans and Bears fans have a mutual hatred for the Packers, so we kind of get along there. We still (laughs) don't like each other, 
but we don't like necessarily hate each other. Everybody in the NFC ha- East hates the Cowboys, so it doesn't really make a difference. I think yeah. it's great that everyone everyone piles on the Saints now because the Saints fans have been bitching and moaning about the Cowboys. Everything. Yeah, everyone I'm all, I'm tired. always big on hating the Saints too because if you're gonna change a rule in the NFL, because you got fucked. So the uh, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I moved out to well, I didn't move out there. I had to work out in in Scottsdale, Arizona for it was seven weeks for my old job. And I got out there. It was the day of uh, – it was the Sunday morning the Eagles won the championship, Super Bowl Sunday for the Waste Management Open. Yeah! So there was a billion oh, people there from Philly for both of them, for the Waste Management Open and for uh, for the Super Bowl. Dude. And I was like, holy shit, these people are fucking psychotic. Like, every single bar, like, fly <laughs> My Eagles boy fly. Ben had his bachelor party at the Waste Management Open – that and he said yeah. it was a fucking mob scene. It was a mob, and I was like, "This is the best place I've ever been." Like, <laughs> I didn't have a, I didn't have a dog in the fight. The waste management open was unbelievable. Um, the and it's just like a frat house on a golf course. Uh, and then this, like the how crazy the bars were that entire that entire night. I was like, "Holy fucking shit! This is unbelievable." Philadelphia. So That's what I, it is? I I, and I I found a new like you guys have respect for Chicago. You say I. That reason, I was like, I like these guys. Even though that, you don't have the best reputation that's amongst all right. the rest of the country. We're okay with that. I think we've – can we can admit that we've accepted that, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't, don't care. I mean – I never I never cared about that. Like, yeah. I know some people do. Like, I know especially, like, New York teams and East Coast teams don't like Philly, but I never cared either way. And this goes back to the hate thing. I think we relish in that. I don't yeah, care. Right. I um, wish – that people hated the White Sox. I wish that. And that's exactly what I mean. Like, I'll, I'll take people hating the Eagles. It's because in my lifetime, we've been to six NFC Championship games. We've won a Super Bowl. I'm cool, man. I don't – you can hate me all you want. It's How fine. was that with uh, three in a row with McNabb? I, that would have killed me. That would have killed and me. And so, that was – me and Ken are, like, the same age. So, that is, like, third, fourth, and fifth grade for me. So, that my whole life was shaped – by the thought of Donovan McNabb throwing up in the huddle during the Super Bowl. Yep, I remember it. And I actually met McNabb last year, and he was sweet as could be, but every time I looked at him, all I thought was, you big pussy. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, so on that note, being that you have access now to different things, you're fucking full-time with Barstool, and you're in your home city, like, what was the biggest oh shit moment? Like, your moment where you were like, oh my god, I can't believe I'm in the room with this person. Um... Honestly, it was prior. So we had Redline Radio, and I have a good, I have a good uh, relationship with the White Sox. I don't really know how it started, but it they're great to me, and I try to be good to them. Uh, it was probably Hawk. You guys are familiar with Hawk Harrelson, right? Yeah. So he's like the most loved White Sox, and he didn't even play for the White Sox, which is a weird <laughs> thing. But he was a broadcaster for thirty or forty, whatever, however long it was, and. His uh, PR team reached out to me, asked me, he's like, hey, would you guys want to uh, interview Hawk Harrelson for your podcast? And this is like two and a half years ago. I was like, wait, you're asking me this? Usually I'm hustling around asking people if I can interview you, and usually I get told to fuck off. You know? yeah. <laughs> so I, that was like, I don't get nervous for interviews at all anymore, but I was like nervous, nervous for that one. Dude, uh, and I feel like – because I figured from my like I figured you were gonna say something up the Bears. I don't know why. Dude, you're fucking White Sox, Dave. I should have assumed. It. Like, have you met Frank Thomas? Have you have you had any interaction? I interact have, with- but not I. I so he lives in the north suburbs now, and uh, I was this was uh, about three four years ago, 
I'm there's a there's a larger su- suburb called uh, Libertyville that's about 45 minutes north of the city. And I have a college buddy who lives up there. He's married with kids now. But this is um, when his first, his wife was like eight, eight months pregnant at the time. And he's like, hey, I got a month left to live. Please come up here and get shit. He's <laughs> like, I'll pay for a round of golf. I'll pay for the night. Like, please come. And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we go golfing and we go out to these bars in Liberryville. It's a good bar scene. And uh, I'm taking a piss. And it, this got to be like one in the morning. And Frank Thomas, I'm 5'7". I'm short. And Frank Thomas is 6'5", 300 pounds of like, man meat you know just jacked up on nugenics and just up exactly. here all nugenics though so i i take a look to my left and i like do a double take and i'm pissing and i'm like <laughs> you're the big hurt and he starts laughing he's like yeah you're gonna let me piss and i'm like <laughs> finish that piss and i want a picture with you outside he's like no pictures i don't want people to know i'm here but he's he came over to our table and he's like thanks for following along i told him i'm like i'm the biggest white Sox fan you know and uh that so that was kind of funny I think for us, so I'll go because I think my biggest like music, oh shit moment. We opened for Bon Jovi. We opened That's for incredible. A, at yeah. a fucking stadium. But my biggest oh shit moment ever. Ken was here for it. Uh, we did something for a radio station in Philadelphia, and Brian Dawkins, who's fucking Eagle safety, all time yeah. great, mm-hmm. my all time favorite athlete ever, was like there that day and was like speaking at the thing. So we're about to go on stage to like thousands of people. And I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm hammered at this point. I'm like, dude, if Dawkins shows up, I'm going to cry. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And Ken's like, yeah, man, that's crazy. And then I turned, and he's standing right next to me. And I proceeded to ask Brian Dawkins to go on stage and smash my guitars. And he thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, I think that's my all-time, like, oh, my fucking God, I actually met Brian Dawkins moment. That, there you go. That's incredible. I was going to ask you guys, I don't know if this is more for the end of the episode or not. Uh, no, I'll save it for the end of the episode. Let's see. Oh, go ahead. We're, we're about to get into music anyway. Okay. So who do you guys like draw your inspirations from? Because when you guys sent me your uh, singles, it's right up my alley. It's like the kind of music I listen to. Um, I think for me, like, it's funny because me and Ken started as a two-piece in college. It, or three. At the, mm-hmm. But, like, we were fucking bullshitting, and we were all over the place. So I guess it's so differentiated between the two of us, but – I grew up on Springsteen. I grew up on blues. I grew up on uh, old soul shit. And then I found Kanye. I found hip hop and that warped me that way. And then I met somewhere in the middle. I mean, Ken, I mean, Ken, you're all over the place too. Yeah. I like, I'm like really into like the reggae stuff. I love the wine. That's um, my favorite band of all time. That's what I was going to say. Cause there I, you I, go. I, I, I sensed a little bit of sublime in there. That's Ken. And it's my favorite band in history. I don't think Sublime with Rome is that good, personally. But Dude, wait, hold up. We're playing with Sublime with Rome in September. <laughs> there you go. Where are you guys playing at? Uh, Jersey. Big okay, amphitheater Jersey. in Jersey. Hopefully so, there. yo, we where need Jersey? to uh, – Camden. So it's it's right over the I, bridge from Yeah, Phil. I know where Camden's at. So my, my mom lives in Toms River. I got a ton of family in, like, Jackson. So yeah. I'm not my, – half my family's from New Jersey. So maybe if all this shit's cleared up, I'll make an excuse to get out there, see the grandparents – Hit up Sublime with Rome and Foxtrot. You 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 come okay. there and we'll bring you on fucking stage. You can you can fight <laughs> Rome Ramirez. It'll be awesome. Boom. <laughs> I don't want to fight him. I just I mean I like I like Brad Noel. I'm a Brad Noel guy. Yeah, I mean everybody I is. Yeah. Um, the whole thing with Sublime with Rome is there is such a good amount of bands that do Sublime justice, like Slightly Stupid and all these other acts. Slightly Stupid is one of my favorite bands of all time too. I well, think Miles Doty is one of the most underrated guitarists I've ever heard. 
But, dude, and that was that was another bonding moment for me and Ken when we got into music was uh, I love G Love, G Love is special sauce, I and love they, him. yeah. So G Love is my all time like fucking. That was my like childhood hero because he's from Philly. But Ken loves slightly stupid. We met in the middle there, and that's how we got started. Love it. That's that's my shit. That's like if if you look at my Spotify, it's just like nothing but sublime. I like iration a little bit. Uh, Pepper, Hell yeah. Pepper's okay. Pepper, let's go. Uh, slightly stupid, I said, I think. But, the Expendables? Um, you ever get into the Expendables? Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, I love the Expendables. This is like like dorm room Colin and Ken right here just going in. What I was going to say? say, so, dude, um, fucking. if you listen to the, if you like judge me off the music that I listen to, you'd think I was the biggest pothead ever, but I fucking hate weed because it either makes me melt on my couch and I just don't move. Or if I'm drinking, I puke my brains out, so I don't even touch the shit. Um, You're just over here packing, packing fat lips to fucking <laughs> sublime. <laughs> that's what. That's what I got fucking dipping right now, and I'll. I just went for a run. That's like all I had on. Dude, so. this has been fucking outstanding, by the way, man. We're really happy for you to be here, and I, I would I love, love to this do this again. Convo. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, also, shout out to Rob Hirsch. So Rob Hirsch is the dude who linked us on Twitter. Uh, Rob. Rob has been, I've seen Rob in the front row at cities, like in different cities around the country at the fucking gate videoing us. So like I saw Rob do that and I was like, I got to follow up on this, especially yeah, if there's no, a chance. Fuck yeah. Um, well, Dave, dude, fucking thank you for coming on. We're going to set this back up. Uh, good luck. White Sox this year when it comes back together. Go luck to the bears. Um, enjoy big dick, Nick. And uh, let's do this again soon. I'm always like always accessible. Just name the name the time, name the day. I'll come back and yeah, maybe like so. I talked. Who who's the original person I DM'd? That's me. Okay, so about the guitar. Yes. I bought fucking horses instead. And <laughs> so it was either spend five hundred dollars on a guitar or spend a lot more on horses. And I opted for the horses because gambling on horses is what's getting me through quarantine right so the acoustic guitars on deck the squire i can't stand it bro i didn't know whether or not you were gonna be like yeah dude the horses came through so i got nine guitars this is fucking great oh, <laughs> dude that's that's the goal that's the goal we uh so i got i got shares in three and a half horses right now and if they if they make enough money like we're, we're gonna reinvest into more and more horses so hopefully it snowballs into something bigger but um but the guitar is on deck in the next couple weeks. Well, as soon as you get that shit, we're setting up a video and we're teaching you how to play that shit. Please do because I'm I, and I, I have the Fender, uh, like the Fender online lesson things. Yeah, yeah. and it, I think it's good for like a starter because I played piano a little bit. My dad made me because he would said it would help with hand eye coordination, which back I didn't believe that when I was ten years old. And looking at it now, I wish I would have done it my whole life. <laughs> so, um. But yeah, let's do that. So as soon as as soon as uh, the funds are available for that, it is it is happening. Dude, good luck with the horses. Get that guitar and let's link up. All right. Let's do it. Thank you. We'll bet on them. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you gotta give us the names of the horses. I'm throwing money down. I'll follow Twitter tomorrow. We're gonna do a live stream. We got two racing down in Tampa Bay tomorrow. Beautiful. So, uh, one of them's an early big time favorite, so he won't be worth putting money on. But if you box him with a couple of uh, long shots, then then you can make some money. See, so. all of our degenerate friends will be listening to this. We'll, we'll send them in early, and we'll fucking get them linked in. Yeah, so. so I was worried about tweeting <laughs> out their names because now everybody's going to be betting them, and they're just going to bet the odds down, which is fine. But if they win, they win. 
but the one last I looked as of yesterday, he was a five to two favorite. I'm guessing he'll be more like, uh, you know, two to five favorite once the race starts. Dude, and this is, this is the ups and downs of the reach of Barstool Sports. Right, I It's know. good for money, and then it's bad for odds on your horses. Exactly. <laughs> all right, man, dude, great talking to you. We're going to do this again soon, all right? Yeah, let me know. Anytime, guys. Thanks again. All right, Dave. See you, Dave. All right, I got 10% left, so I got to go get my charger because I got another stream. Oh, good. That was fucking great. Okay. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Yeah, talk soon. Uh, Always reachable. Just we'll do it again real soon, so. All right, brother. All right, keep it real. Adios.